Hi there, Fortlakers. Thank you for downloading this brand new episode of Series 3 of the What The Fortlake Podcast. Every week, Rob and I are going to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community, along with some laughs and nonsense from us. Now, before we get started, if you enjoy the show today, there's a few ways that you can support us. Firstly, wherever it is that you get your podcast, please do subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a rating, which goes a long way to making our show more visible to people who may enjoy it. In addition to this, we have a brand new YouTube channel and we're putting out exclusive content every single week. Please do head over there, subscribe, like some of the videos and make sure you hit the notification. There's stuff on there you will not find anywhere else. And that's the only way to make sure that it's beamed directly to your phone the second it comes available. Yeah, we're also really active on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or contact us directly through our dedicated email address. All the info's in our bio. Give us a follow, share with your friends, and come and have a chat with us. If this is the first time that you're listening to us, first off, where have you been? But secondly, we do have a massive back catalogue of shows that are available, including the entirety of Series 1 and 2, free to listen to, and they always will be. There's some great episodes in there that we are very, very proud of. So go on, check them out, and let us know what you think. Yeah, and finally, Rob is still on the fundraising grind on the way to his Berlin Marathon, all in support of Prostate Cancer UK. He's raised over 500 quid so far, and he'll be embarking on some more wacky challenges throughout the year. So support him, keep your eyes peeled, share the story, and get involved where you can. Most importantly, if you can spare some change, then head over to our Just Giving page. The link is in our social media and in our bio. Any donations are gratefully received. How was that, dude? Yes, better every time, mate. Hit the music! Are you a loner or a groupie? How do you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy or shoot a black gun? Whatever your ability, this is the place to be. So welcome to the what the fuck they call community. If you're 17, 25, push it 82. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the what the fuck they call Ladies and gentlemen, this week's episode of the What the Fartlet podcast is dedicated to the memory of the athletes who sadly lost their lives during an ultramarathon in the Gansu province of China on Saturday afternoon due to adverse weather conditions and in the memory of Ron Hill, former European and Commonwealth Marathon champion and stalwart of British athletics who sadly passed away this week at the age of 82. Guys, welcome to Series 3, Episode 9 of the What the Fartlet podcast. My name's Rob. Yeah, and I'm Matt. And despite... Such sad news um, uh, around our running community this week. We are hoping to bring you some laughs and some fun and certainly some positivity in this week's episode of the show, aren't we, Matt? We certainly are, yes. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, what have we got on the show? Why don't we get started straight away, Matty boy? Why don't you tell the nice folks what we're going to be going through on today's show? Well, you said we're going to try and pick it up a little bit, but uh, the first thing we're going to be discussing is the part run delay, so that's going to be a bit of a downer. Mm, <laughs> yeah, off. sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that was, we're going to have a bit of discussion about that. I chat with uh, Jonathan Ferreira uh, of Curly's Athletes fame, um, and he talks about it, all his races and all, all that sort of stuff. So on the back of that, we're going to talk about some fantasy races, mm. uh, what races that we might be thinking of uh, maybe putting on in the future, hopefully. <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Uh Call from Statman John? Hopefully. Let's hope. Uh, Running Hero of the Week. Uh, and then a few thank yous again, uh, as usual. And don't forget Make Matt Run. Oh, I the, mate, how can I forget Make Matt Run? I how, have I, how have I forgot that? Especially this week as well. Oh, yeah. Watch, watch, shh, shh, shh. Don't watch this space. Yeah. Don't, tell, yeah. don't let yeah. on. Don't yeah. let on. 
yeah, yeah. Unless unless you've seen any of our social media this week. Um, right then, so let's get started. Before we get into it, though, mate, how's your week been? How's the recovery from injury coming? I know you had a couple of little testers. How's that gone? Yes, it's the, the ankle's starting to feel a bit stronger now. Um, I've been keeping up with the uh, with the resistance bands and the stretching and the foam rolling. I did a, a little two, I think it was two and a half miles at the start of the week. Um, tested the ankle out and it felt good. It felt good. Um, no, no aches or pains. Um, did a uh, went, went and played golf. Did a round of golf. That was a six six mile walk up a hilly course, uh, and it felt it felt fine after after that. So yeah, I'm just just plodding along and uh, hopefully starting to pick it up and uh, and get back to some sort of normality. Yeah, yeah. Man. So uh, yes, it's it's looking it's on the it's on the up it's on the uh, it's looking it's looking good. Yes, thank God. Yeah. Good, good man. Yeah, I'm glad 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 that it's starting to come back and hopefully if you ease yourself back into it. Yeah. Uh, we don't aggravate anything and we can get you right as rain ready for that Chester Marathon in autumn, can't we? Yes, can't wait, can't wait. Let's fingers crossed. Don't rush it. Don't take it e- easy as well, if you know what I mean. Just try and keep it. Don't rest on your laurels. Steady, yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't make excuses to get out of doing <laughs> challenges for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I suppose. So. How about you, mate? How was your week been? Yeah, pretty steady away, pal. I had uh, we were ill last week, weren't we? Um, but got back on it this week. Got some good runs in. Both me and Sammy were now following the plan together, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a COVID jab on Friday, so was expecting to be out of commission mm-hmm. uh but i wasn't it was fine oh, actually right. it was okay so i managed to do four miles on saturday with my old friend clerve not uh, seen her for 10 15 years we actually reconnected through the podcast mm-hmm. um she's keen into running we're very good friends in our teens um so it was lovely to catch up with Claire. we went back home to to where my mum lives my hometown where claire lives so it's nice to see her and then even even more excitingly because we had my mum we had childcare which meant that me and sammy got out for a nice a nice eight miler on sunday say nice eight miler she moaned the entire way around but (laughs) but she got it done she got it done and we had that that was good to see me the uh, the poster you and sammy it's always good to see your couples running uh yeah. yeah, good stuff. Good yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't happen too often when you've got kids. I'm sure no. people out there can relate to that. But um, uh, but no, it's great. It's been, it's been a good week, man. Really, really enjoying the running. I got a new pair of running shoes. Did I tell, oh, I did. I told you. Yeah, you told, that was last week. Yes. yes. How, how have they been? It's been all Lovely. right. Yeah. No yeah. So no, no, and it's quite, it's quite interesting actually, because not to dwell on it, but I've been running with um, uh, a medial post because I pronate. I don't know the science behind it. I'm sure people like might comment in saying you don't know what you're talking about and you've been conned by a salesman at the running shop but um i've always run on them because i was told i pronate and then when i went back and didn't got my gait done again he basically said your foot's kind of it looks it's not that bad actually you don't pronate too badly so it might have like corrected itself over these years because I, I just go and buy the same shoe every year because i think that's what i need so mm. i've got like i've still got a medial post but it's like it it's it's a smaller one so okay. yeah fine i've not done anything quick but so far yeah yeah it's all good nice. all good okay. enjoying it man enjoying good it to hear looking forward good to you getting back so we're going to run together of course yes soon. Uh, soon 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 so what's not coming soon though mate oh good segue good segue i like that <laughs> Thanks, <pal. laughs> in theory i set that one up by saying soon yeah okay what do you want praise yeah well done matt Thanks. There we go. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, part run's not coming soon, is it? It's been delayed. I don't, how, how far long much has it been delayed? I'm not sure. Uh, it's gone. It was due back on the fifth of June. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it's been delayed to, I want to say the 26th. I've not got a calendar in front of me. That date's in my head. It's in the mid to late 20s. Uh, yeah. Reason why. So the big issue they've encountered is delays in landowners giving permission for uh. the, diff- the various parkrun routes to uh. operate in their area. Uh, a, a, a 250-ish events had given permission to return. But they talk about this critical mass. And what that means is that even though some of them have, the fear is that um, you will overload those park runs if the other ones aren't open. Ah, I get you, yeah. So everybody ever commute, commute to them other park runs that are open if the other ones are not. Yeah, I get you. That's good. Yeah. Makes, makes sense. Makes sense. And, yeah. and I, I believe a lot of the delays are down in London which right. is interesting so that so you'd probably be talking about people going a long way yeah. sort of almost like flocking out of london on a saturday morning into the suburbs which mm. probably isn't great for transmission of covid and stuff i don't i don't know kind of the ins and outs behind it it's certainly very disappointing it is um but yeah. rules are rules man i i see where they're coming from i don't know about you i see i see the logic behind yeah. it yeah it's, it's the cautiousness just... yeah yeah <sighs> Still, still puts a downer on it than people that are wanting to uh, to get out and do them then park runs yeah like yourself and i mean I'm, I'm not up to speed yet to do it doing any park runs but uh yeah i could have done i could have got some volunteers volunteer, well, i can't even speak put your teeth back in put your teeth back in <laughs> volunteers. Yeah. yeah you could have yeah you could have helped out the community and, and i think that's a big part of it i, I think for me in isolation and this is probably getting a little bit deeper, thinking about people's like mental state with it. If it was in isolation, I don't think people would mind. It's like a three-week delay. And it's an understandable delay. But let's not forget, mate, that on episode one of this show, series one, episode one, which we recorded in the middle of September due to go out on the 1st of October, we were talking about Parkrun coming back on the 30th of October. And it's not to say that what they've done is wrong. That, I don't think that's the point anyone's making. I don't think anyone's sitting there saying... You should bowl ahead with it anyway and funnel all these people into half the park runs and yeah. risk spreading COVID around the country. But there is still that element of real ugh, just yeah. disappointment. I just want to get out and do it now. It's just another delay. Yeah, getting your hopes up in it. Like you said, we were hoping hoping for October and you're like build, building up and building up and then October comes around and it's like, oh, it's not going on. And then there were more talks in this at the start of uh, lockdown easing that it was coming back everyone started getting the hopes up again and now this is like you get like say again another sort of kicking the teeth because they're pushing it back again but like yeah. i said i think the cautious approach is probably probably the be- better one um if i like what you say if only half of them were open everybody's going to flock to them and it's going to cause issues i think so yes i think it's best to uh, not put them on at all until everybody says yeah let's go yeah and it does seem to be getting a little bit of high profile support behind it now so you know Sadiq Khan's come out backing it and you know yeah. London's a big place where they're struggling to get the, the 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 approval so you would hope that you know the mayor of London coming out and saying do it might help uh, Lord Sebco has come out talking about how you know it's vitally important we get it back we risk losing it forever maybe mm. you know lighting a few fires under people in senior positions, he's got a lot of sway, hasn't he, from his days on the Olympic Committee and, and, and all his involvement in England athletics. Hey, I tell you what, bit of a segue. Have I ever told you my Seb Coe story? No, I don't think so. 
Right, get on this. So, do you remember London 2012, right? He's yes. local, he's local, isn't he, to us? He's, mm. he's, he's, he's our Seb. And, um, <laughs> Uncle Seb. Uncle, Uncle Seb. Yeah, so Uncle Seb was, uh, basically, we were in 2012. Uh, I, I would have been, what, in my mid-20s. And um, the torch was on tour. Yeah, do you remember that? Torch was yeah. on tour. And we'd heard that Lord Coe was going to be carrying the torch for a leg. But more importantly, the torch was being brought into Sheffield and they were going to do a big thing at City Hall with like a presentation and some speeches and that kind of thing. So I thought, oh, we'll go to that. That'll be be brilliant. So what we did is we went into town and we grossly misjudged it, me and a couple of pals. And it was like, oh, it's not coming for like two hours. So so what do you do when you're 25? You've got two hours to kill on a Saturday. (laughs) We had a walkabout, didn't we? You know, you won't be seen dead in Walkabout at 34, but by then it was the place to be. So we went to Walkabout, and I'm not being funny, mate, I just got bladdered. <laughs> I got really carried away, and we were just doing shots and, like, necking pints to Seb, to London, and, you know, just really good. And, um, and we completely forgot about what was happening. Just completely forgot about it, right? So... So it gets, so we're drinking, we're drinking, we're drinking. And we've been waxing lyrical the whole time about how we'd come to see Seb Cohen, we'd come to see the flag, the torch, sorry. And um, the barman comes over and he's like, you do know that it's like coming through town now, this torch you keep going on about. And we were like, oh no, the time! And so we, we leg it from Walkabout all the way down to the other end of town. And basically we get wind that it's down by the train station. So what we do is we run down to the train station and there's all these um, like masses of people. It's probably like four or five people deep, right? By 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 the train station on the main road, Rundle Gate. If anyone's done Sheffield 10K, it's the finish of Sheffield 10K. And um, and we didn't know where we were. We didn't know what was going on. We saw this bus go past. And we're like, oh, we missed it. So we just we ran and we kind of squeezed through all these people and we ended up just coming out drunkenly in the road <laughs> and we just stood in the road. We're like, oh, what do we do now? And there's this little traffic island, right? So we went and stood on this traffic island and there was a there was a there was a plot. There was a, a, a copper stood there and we were like, are, are we all right to stand here, sir? Is that like because we've just pushed through all these people and we're just in the middle of the procession. And the police officer was like, well, yeah, I don't see why not. Just don't don't annoy anybody. We were like, <laughs> all right, fine. And then, I'm not kidding you, mate. I turned around from talking to this police officer and who do you think is stood three feet away from me waiting to receive the Olympic torch? Uncle Seb. Uncle Seb! <laughs> just stood there. And there's all these people that have been queuing behind the barricade just stirring daggers through. <laughs> and I'll, get, I'll get pictures on podcast this week. <laughs> I'm somewhere. Just, I'm just like, that's Seb Coat. And we saw him. He got happy. I think it was, was it, it was like a little old man, I think, who'd, you know, with his walker. Oh. And he handed it over to Seb. And Seb went and did his little route off past us. <laughs> Nice. So you didn't miss him after all. If you oh, see, if you had not got pissed in pub, you put that uh, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> that's that's part of the story. Just get drunk. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. That's my second story. Um, <laughs> okay, so yes, Park Run. We're very sad that it's not coming back. However, Matthew, yeah. that's not to say that you've not got the opportunity to race. Yes, it's sad that we can't get out on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we can't do nothing. No. Races are back. 
they are they are i've seen people posting pictures of races and medals and and mm. uh, last week last week's uh guest uh Danny, D- De Niro. He, he did his first ever race. He did his yeah. first ever race, posting a picture of his medal. So, yeah, that was, that was good to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, races are back. And I'm sure you'll see this as another little segue, Matthew. See what I'm doing? Because yeah. our guest this week is what? Is ah. It's uh, Curly's Athlete, athlete fame, fame. He's the owner of Curly's Athlete. Exactly. So, he is a race organiser in himself. Said fine. Races back on, so I am really, really excited to share the story of Jonathan, um, Jono, as he likes to be known, Jono yeah. Ferrari, um, otherwise known as Curly. That is his nickname. That's where we have that. Um, that that's where the name came from. And he talks not just about Curly's, which is really interesting, and the highs and lows of of, of running uh, a running event organizer through lockdown through covid um also just through the highs and lows of everyday life but he also talks about his own running journey including a very interesting world championship that he holds oh yeah so you alluded to it last week didn't you the mm. uh the the bog snorkeling championship <laughs> snorkeling, exactly now i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ruin it all right but it's gonna be a good one so mm. in just a moment we're gonna get over to speak to him yes but first, I just want to talk to you a little bit about True Sapien. Ah. Okay. So, um, I don't know if you remember, Matt, but back in end of Series 2, we yes. did our 10,000 follower competition, didn't we? We did. we did. We were very, very lucky that some of the absolute stalwarts, the great, great running uh, companies that make up our online running community and that support our runners um, through their own communities and through the the products that they offer. Um, they were very generous in giving us some great prizes to donate. They and we made did, some, yes. some great relationships with them. Now, True Sapien were one of those, and we've purposely held off a little bit on talking about them just because we didn't want to just talk about a different company every week, make it feel like a sales pitch because it's absolutely not that. It's just about promoting some of the great, great things that these companies do. So, do you know much about True Sapien, Matthew, or would you like me to just wax a bit of lyrical for you? Yeah, wax, wax lyrical, because I don't know much at all. I've seen a few people with T-shirts and stuff on Instagram posting T-shirts and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, that's all I've seen. Well, you know, well, first of all, they look pretty damn cool, don't they? Yeah, they do, yeah, they look awesome, dude. It's, it's, it's pretty swanky clobber, but that's not all that True Sapien are about, man. So, they're a lifestyle movement, man. Runners, OCR enthusiasts, triathletes, cyclists, outdoor adventurers. It's not just about the products they offer though they are a running community okay their motto is that they're for those who challenge themselves to be the best they can be okay they refer to themselves the band of orange and the idea is that they give you the opportunity to engage with other true sapiens uh, other members of the community they do challenges uh, they have running cycling clubs it's all about and i love it because it's similar to what we do it's all about that community feel sounds good sounds good yeah, um, and they have exclusive discounts that are available for the online running community, uh, all that kind of stuff. And they're really, really cool, really cool guys, and well worth checking out. So, True Sapien, you can find them on Instagram, Twitter, social media, or you can check them out at truesapien.com. Mm-hmm. However, that's not all. Right. As we always do, between now and the end of July, right. we got a little bit of a discount code. Okay, so if you use the code WTFTS10, and we'll put it all in our bio and our socials, you can get yourself 10% off their entire range. 
Nice. Nice one, yeah. It's, 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 it's decent swagger as well from what I've seen on on Instagram. People people wearing them and posting them, them pictures. Yeah, it's, it is decent stuff. Major swagger. Um, Neil Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall loves true saping. I always see Neil mm. in his true saping gear. Always very jealous. I'm going to check it out myself and pick myself some stuff up. But please do check them out. TrueSaping.com. 10% discount using our code. Building an online running community for everybody. The Band of Orange. Good guys. Uh, good company. Good gear. Definitely, definitely worth a couple of minutes of your time to see what they're all about. With that said, Matthew, should we go over and have a chat with Mr. John O'Frari? Yeah, shall we? Let's do it. Now then, everybody, one of the most exciting parts of doing this show is pulling back the curtain and finding out more about what makes this community tick. And with that in mind, today I'm talking to a guy who himself is an accomplished runner and a world champion bog snorkeling triathlete, whatever that means. We'll get into it. Um, But he's also just so happens to run one of the top race uh, organisers in the north of England uh, and the team who put on one of my favourite races, the Normanby 10K. So we're going to get into all of that. So please join me in welcoming Mr. Jonathan Frary. Jono, how are we doing today, man? I am very well, thank you, Rob. Nice to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. You too, sir. So we've got loads to get to, both in terms of your running journey and the curly side of things today. But I'd like to start where we start every week with our guests. Can you start by telling people just a little bit about how you yourself got into running? Yeah, I think like many people, I can't exactly remember uh, when or how. Um, I guess for me, I've always been a bit sort of active and adventurous, but not necessarily uh, athletic. Um, I, I think on the back of um, doing some trekking and bits and bobs of sailing, I just sort of fell into it. I think my brother did some running. I ran for a very short time with a club and then got and fell into triathlon. Um, and that for me was really the start. Ten years ago, at about the age of uh, 30, I um, I started in triathlon um, and just worked really, really hard. Loved it, trained lots, loved the variety, loved racing. I was fortunate enough uh, to go around the world for about five years or so, uh, racing at an amateur level everywhere from kind of uh, Ibiza to New Zealand, which I think is a song by the Venga Boys, but I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. Uh, if not, it's a missed opportunity. Uh, and then two years ago, I, um, I I decided I got where I wanted to get to with triathlon, converted to ultra running as I was uh, uh, decided to reflect back on what I, one of the things I really enjoyed, which was running long distances in the heat. For some reason, that's my thing. Um, and then uh, I got on really well with that. Lockdown struck and I've been on and off over the last mm-hmm. year, as I know many runners have been. So that's a bit about me. Yeah, brilliant. And, and, and it is a pretty pretty general story that we hear quite a lot in terms of 2020 and everything that's happened we'll, we'll get into that and how it's impacted you in a little while but if it's all right we'll just loop back round to, to the early days to the, to the triathlon days really interesting you saying that you were doing the amateur racing traveling around the world any any kind of like big standout memories from those years that you were doing that that you know when you look back on you're like wow man that was a bucket list item uh yeah many uh i guess um there's there's been there's been a few uh, uh, stories. I think one of the things for me is I've always enjoyed uh, an after race party. Um, <laughs> it probably stands out more than than the race. I think the atmosphere of, of getting on a plane to you know New Zealand for 23, 24 hours um, to go and race. That was my first uh, international for like the world champs, but it's it's, it's amateur level. It's, it's what everyone has access to be able to go and do. Uh, that was back in 2012. Uh, I'd been in the sport two years uh, and it all felt like it just one massive adventure. And that was from 
uh, been in the uh, uh, changing rooms with the the, uh, with the Russian team as they warmed up for their event, uh, sharing uh, sharing a lane with Gomez um, uh, ahead of his uh, race while he was warming up and uh, trying to attempt my best at awful Spanish and chatting <laughs> to him. Uh, and there's been numerous uh, occasions like that, which has been good fun. And then I think the last race I did was in Ibiza in 2018. Had a massive overnight acceleration, lost my room key, had to be escorted back, and then forgot that I was racing in the Aquathlon Championships two days later, and that didn't go very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can probably I imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, but still, one of those things that amazing to look back on, um, in, in, and it's interesting that you talk more about the memories of the experiences as much as the races, because that is really what it's about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I've met loads of great people doing it, and I think that's one of the that's one of the key things. You've kind of got a uh, a loose friend for life, as I say. So you might not see anyone for a year, two years, three years, but um, you kind of remember the good times. You remember the racing. I love racing, and that's uh, uh, just uh, uh, competing. I, I, that is an absolute uh, addiction for me, and that's a real key uh, part of it. And then getting to go and run in strange places when you're training or warming up or or just for fun it is it's just exciting to be somewhere different in the world doing what you love. Yeah, definitely, man. So, right, let's let's get this one out the way early doors then, because when your bio was sent across to me, there was a, a certain line that really stuck out, and that was that you were a you were a world champion bog snorkeling triathlete. Just tell me what what that's all about, dude. Right. Well, it's a very niche group. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so is that, that's that's really down to my wife. So my wife had seen on uh, on on Channel Four or, or in the Telegraph or some other random. Uh, uh, kind of middle-class publication that um, uh, there was the World Bog Snorkeling Championships, which took part as part of the World Alternative Games, which is everything from husband dragging and wife carrying and and, and a whole host of random uh, things that take place. But they recognise themselves as being the World Alternative Games. It has a surprising international field. uh, And one of those events as parts of it was the Bog Snorkeling Triathlon, which effectively is, is exactly what you'd imagine it is but you start with a run you have a mountain bike up a mountain uh, and then straight off a cliff pretty much uh, and then finish off with a, a pleasurable snorkel in a bog um, and uh, I was fortunate enough to win despite going three miles off course on the mountain bike route um, very strange race um, and uh, and therefore that made me world champion. I also got the quickest time, so that that technically also held the world record for bog snorkeling. Um, my wife was very frustrated that I didn't put it into the Guinness Book of World Records because the other guy's in there. So um, a bit a bit of a miss from my side, but I'm I'm happy just to know in my heart that I own that title. <laughs> It is it is a title that will live with you uh, and, and you can take to the grave. Absolutely, man. Brilliant. I, I was trying to figure out at first, I was trying to figure out what exactly was going on. It's interesting that you say that the, it makes sense that the bog snorkeling is sort of just snorkeling on a bog. I was like, how, how would you run? How does that incorporate to the run and the bike? But it's not. It's just a run and a bike and then the bog snorkeling, isn't it, right? It makes sense. It, it is. And you get to wear flippers and a snorkel. Uh, oh, mate. So, you know, it, t- it took me an hour to get that stuff on, if I'm honest. Yeah, absolutely. Winning at life. Right. So that is interesting. Uh, what talk to me about ultra running then? What was what 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 was the itch there? Why was it just that everything was done in the triathlon world from your perspective? You'd achieve what you wanted to. And it was just about trying something new. Yeah, I think it's about um, uh, variety. I think one of the things for me for triathlon at the time is, you know, I'd be training about 16, 25 hours a week um, and I've done a lot of hard 
uh, training for quite a long period of, uh, of time. I loved the race. I loved uh, keeping active. I loved everything associated with it. Um, but I just definitely not got bored of it because I think I'll probably end up going back to it. I, I just fancied a change. I think that would be the, the thing. And I kind of had to reflect on uh, what is it the one thing I love the most uh, when it comes to my training. And the one thing that really um, uh, stood out was every time I go on holiday somewhere hot, my favourite thing is is running out in the midday sun. Um, we were uh, out in France in 2019 during the heat wave. It's 44 degrees. And, and I, for me, uh, I suffer from Raynaud's, which is uh, like a circulatory thing. And I just seem to do very well in the heat. And I love running when it's red hot. Um, and I love running for a long way when it's red hot. Um, and I'm like, what what sport possibly combines that? And then the Marathon de Sables appeared on the list. Uh, and I thought, well, maybe for the future or maybe some of the UTMB stuff, maybe I'd fancy going doing that. So getting about and about wherever I can get in the world, which you can't do now, um, and running long distances in the heat. And, yeah. and that was it. So I'm like, well, I should go and have a go ultra running. And, and that was the trigger for me. Yeah, MDS is one of those where I think people either look at it as some kind of um, absolute pinnacle of an achievement or just look at it like absolutely not. (laughs) There's no no middle ground, is there? It's quite a divisive race. Yeah, I think that was the thing for me that was missing from triathlon at the time is it felt quite clinical. And I'd I'd had a a lot of time with like trekking and walking and expeditions and stuff like that, where I loved being outdoors in the uh, wilderness and amongst mountains and woods and stuff like that. And and actually, I'm not skilled enough mountain biker to go and do cross triathlon. Um, So, uh, you know, I knew I probably wouldn't live longer than about a month doing that. Hmm. So I I kind of felt that that was the ultra running kind of ticked that I got to go on adventures again. And that that was what was missing was was I needed an adventure and ultra running started to provide the opportunity for that. No, that makes sense, man, because you're ultra running. It's got that variety like nothing else, hasn't it? The fact that the different distances, the different terrains, the different areas, geographically speaking. um, Yeah, it's like it's like nothing else in terms of what you can get up to. Yeah. And the the sense of adversity that comes with it. I love it. I love foul weather. I love long distance. I'm not I'm not super long distance yet. I've not had the time to. Um, Mm. So I'm I'm kind of 100k and 50k. Um, but we'll we'll work on it and go from there. But I've been enjoying them distances, so I'll I'll stick to those, um, and then move on from there as and when. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, 50k and 100k sounds long enough to me, but yeah, good one. Yeah, no, you are. <laughs> it, it, it feels long enough to me. It's been a real. It's been nice to have a new experience as well. I think I forgot that with triathlon, and I did obviously my, my coaching through that. So I was coaching triathlon coaches uh, and mentoring and doing all that kind. Of, so I kind of really knew the sport. Uh, to go into ultra, I didn't know it. You know, I felt um, like, you know, a, a proper kind of green-eyed, kind of green-eyed, that's wrong, wide-eyed uh, yeah. individual uh, going into the start of races. Everyone seemed to have a beard uh, yeah. and a camper van, and I lack <laughs> both of those things. <laughs> Something to aspire to. Um, okay, so uh, plenty of plans then in terms of the ultra-running side of things. That's one side of your life. But let's talk about the other then, man. Let's talk about Curly's. So um, just tell me a little bit about how Curly's athletes came to be. Uh, well, so it was with my brother, uh, really, initially. We'd um, he'd always wanted to run a duathlon at the local park that we'd grown up Um and we we both uh, into the sport, so um, that sort of merged from there that we thought we'd do that. But we 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 did it, um, kind of loved it. Thought we had some other ideas for some other events, and um, and knew that there was just some opportunity. I think for us there was 
we have you know every event organizer is always going to say that they've got their own ethos for it we we absolutely believe we do um, but what we like to think we did is we took the best bits that we could find from all the race organizers and all our experience from being in events and trying to merge them together plus we just went you know what fundamentally what we want to do is we just want to do good that's it that's 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 what we want to do so could we do this and do that at the same time and have that kind of approach and, and ethos and, and we just love it we, we we loved racing we love putting on events it's exceptionally uh addictive experience to do it's a massive amount of stress but it's it's such a big reward and and we sort of fell into it i got made redundant from uh, uh my previous normal job we'll call it uh in, in the october we had an adventure race planned for november that filled up and then and then that was it we just from all of a sudden we had to put it back on again four months later because the demand was that which the people just loved it of what of, our, of what we were doing um and we just found more and more opportunities all around basically where we grew up in our village so it's quite a nice uh, uh place to be able to kind of give back to um and then from that it's just it's just sort of grown i don't even know if we had an intent to be an event organizer if i'm if i'm honest it just sort of happened um but um it's uh, it sits with my operational obsessive head in terms of planning and getting stuff done and uh you know we work with over 20 charities we've done uh, we, we we're terrible at, at, at counting and understanding what we've done but we've raised hundreds of thousands of pounds i'm sure over the last five years i know how much we give each year so it's yeah, it's just it's just lovely. We just love it, and and it's hard to articulate sometimes, but it's it's for us to be able to pass pass on our kind of passion onto others to experience some of the events that we've experienced back in our hometown, and now we're kind of spreading further afield with that same kind of ethos of everything we do is we we put the athletes before profit, and that doesn't mean that we're the cheapest. It just means that our fundamental value, all of our runners, just feel like our family, even though we have like twenty thousand of them now. It's it's that mentality to go that we feel we, we try to look after everyone. So I am rambling on. I get far too excited about it. No, no, you're absolutely not. And it is really interesting. One thing that I did just want to loop back round on because I think you, you kind of alluded to it. One of the things because Curly's is local local to me, and um, I've run some Curly's races before. Really, really enjoy it. Um, you're absolutely right in what you're saying. I, I agree. The the feel, the it's a very family feel. It's a very sort of um, it, it's quite unique running your races. And I'm not just saying that to blow smoke you know the reason we got you on the show is because of how much i've enjoyed running the ones that I have but one thing that i've noticed is that there is a big variety in terms of what you put on from like your your straight road race 10ks to you know uh, different um trail stuff the different distances the mile runs um uh, the bridge stuff with the you know the the, back, the military side of things was that always your intention to, to not just be putting on 10k road races and to almost offer that level of variety for people who who are looking for it in the area yeah well i mean to be honest we started we were triathletes so we actually started with multi-sport events we started with a duathlon which we don't do at the minute there's a massive demand for us to get it uh, back so but what we do is it's the easiest way of describing it is i know you as a runner if i just said to you just drive around the country and and look at things you you, you look at everything as an event I look at everything as an event. If I see a massive hill, I'm like, we should do a massive hill event on that. If I see a river, we go, we should do something. And that's that's our approach. We're basically like kids in a sweet shop when it comes to looking at the the, the, the fields that you drive past because um, that's why we've got variety because we get you know really excited. I mean, we go 
we go to the Yorkshire Wildlife Park because we thought, how exciting would it be to yeah. go and run around with animals? And yeah. then we, we go and have a conversation with these guys about the foundation, do that. We, we, we see a great hill somewhere. We see a great venue. We wish you go and have a chat. And that's basically where we start is just being really excited about something and, and, and running off and seeing if it's possible uh, and then working hard to make something happen. That's why we get the varieties, because we just get excited by finding new things, new routes um, and, and cool stuff to do. Uh, we're yeah. not, we, we don't want to just do the same thing uh, all the time. Um, we want to go and deliver cool things in different areas. Yeah, and that you do. Uh, talk to me about 2020 then, man. From a from a Curly's perspective, let, let's talk first because that's got to have been a massive, massive challenge in terms of races being cancelled, you know, lockdown happening, switching into that virtual world, and the challenges that come along with that. How how have you guys found that? So 2020 was, has been a, a bit of a journey um it's been a it's been a challenge um we're a really small uh, team it is our full-time jobs so on the principal base of it is um you know we as many um uh, micro businesses out there it's been a tough time from that side um i think for us we we have this permanent looking forward uh, mentality which is why often we look really um kind of busy with lots of stuff going on is because we're always going what what it's not what we can't do we always kind of go it's what we can do so um th- th- we basically we, we've been flat out since the, till the end of december on either reorganizing planning for events to happen or uh, converting things to virtual now we were fortunate we already did virtual events we were um kind of one of the first organizers to host just free virtual events we've done them for charity for a long time um, so we always had that as a, a as an option for us, but our fundamental drive throughout lockdown was to get real events back because we know that's what you know that's what we do. It's what um, really the runners uh, enjoy, and that was our kind of primary uh, focus. Which is why in September last year uh, we hosted the normal all 10k uh, with 500 runners under um, COVID protocol, and that was only only ones in the UK and, and became a bit of a, a standout success. But that was the only one we were able to host because of the R rating shifted. Um, the uh, other lockdown came in on the back of it. Um, we've done numerous things throughout it, and, and if I talk you through as a bit of a, you know, a bit of a journey, the first thing we actually did as a company was volunteer on the on the Crown Services uh, our business to be mm. able to provide operational support for for COVID um, oh. while doing an incredibly complicated job of rearranging loads of races, postponing them, moving them, moving everyone, loads of communication with our runners and loads of new things on the system, which is, you know, it's been pretty complicated and difficult to do. But we just went, we, the one thing we needed to do throughout lockdown, and I'm sorry if I rub it on, it, it was to look after our runners. That was it. So instantly, the thing that we found that was to our benefit was, our running policies for cancellations, refunds and exchanges have always been really good. We've always allowed full refunds, you know, normally 90 days before, et cetera, et cetera. But we just did that and just and we just changed it and just said, look, you can't make the postponement. You can get a refund and we're not going to there's no angling, there's no arguing. You know, we moved some to virtual, but you can transfer for next year or you can do this. We just provided a suite of options like we would want as runners and we just sucked it up. You know, we don't we don't expect the runners to carry us through the time. We're, we're a business and we're, we'll look after ourselves. Um, but you know what? The response from runners has been just just amazing. It's really emotional. The thing about all of our runners that have just 
not not refunded that have stayed with us that have done virtual and we've loved the virtual events i've done some terrible video briefings on the virtual <laughs> events that are completely cringeworthy which included my wife attempting to kind of uh, have a puppet hedgehog during it um, which for our hedgehog half marathon hedgehog half, yeah <laughs> yeah and and that's it so we've we've we've, we've kept really busy we've kept the team you know we've not we've we've kind of muddled through what we've done there isn't any great support for event organizers but we're we're, we're small enough that we can look after ourselves but, and we're big enough to know what we're doing and we're sort of in that in-between area and but our biggest thing for out of it is how can we look after the runners how can we keep people running and how can we make sure that you know people that need the money back can get the money back people that can hang on with us can will hang on with us people that want to do virtual can do virtual and, and we have our last virtual event had 650 people doing it and supporting the wildlife park and we've raised well personally we've given over three thousand pounds so i don't know how much we've we've raised yet but that's that that's great we did a one for the nhs we did a virtual uh, event for the nhs for for uh, in, in january and run january and we've we've done loads of stuff so it's been been quite time been, been pretty emotional but the good thing is for us is the the loyalty from our runners and it just the, the sense of a massive family of people uh, getting through it has been has been great and we've been shocked at some of the ways that we may personally have been treated when we've entered events and, and we just don't want that for our runners. We just want to make sure everyone feels like they've had a warm running based hug because we can't yeah. have a real one at the minute. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 and to be fair, the, the family uh, comment you made, Dennis, probably something that has resonated with me from from kind of following your journey and, and your events, even pre lockdown. So um, uh, definitely a great ethos to have, I think, in terms of, getting through what is such a difficult um and challenging time for people uh, what about from your perspective then man you said that uh obviously covid and 2020s hit your running journey how how are you getting on with getting back on track and and what, what what's in plan for future for for you as a runner well so i think it's uh, uh, like many uh it's been uh, it's been peaks and troughs with running so i've had great mileage weeks i've gone off and done a lot of solo runs where i've run from Doncaster to Scunthorpe and, and we've now got our own mini Doncaster Scunthorpe marathon um, and a bit I think it's 30 odd miles it's not really a marathon um, so I've managed to do quite a lot of bits I'm done and that's what I tend to do is that I, I get to a certain frustration right that's it I'm going to go do it all for um, I've not done that for uh, for a bit and mileage has definitely dropped you know way down you know probably well I can't work it out every percentage but about 50 miles less a week is what I'll be running kind of currently um we kind of came out of uh after christmas um and there was an opportunity for me to go and support local government looking after the covid test response and that's what i'm doing uh now um so the team are looking after curlies so i'm off doing that and that's been a really really busy really rewarding role to be uh involved in um and and, and really important for me to try and play a part in some small way to be able to kind of get thing back to normal we've tried as an event organizer we can only do so much so to actually go in directly to do something really good but that's meant you know that's that's a bit of sacrifice of, of running and on top of that we're also moving out so um <laughs> i've so, so i'm happy at the minute that i'm ticking over put on a few pounds um and but i'm very fortunate that we are mammals and mammals are very good at putting wait on slowing down and being able to come back and recover and do things so i'm relying on uh, the thousands of years of evolution uh, if i'm honest to be able to uh, get back on track once we kind of get back to a bit of normality 
Mm. Things quieting down a bit. Yeah, love it. Quite a scientific approach to take to just the fact that <laughs> I'm the same. But my, my view on it, I've just had too much pizza in the last year. Um, so uh, in terms of Curly's, then definitely exciting things coming in 2021 as well. Normanby Adventure Race, I think, will have just happened by the time this goes out, although we're recording it before it went out. That's got to be exciting. And then the Normanby Hall 10K is on the 27th of June. So you've, you've got to be absolutely buzzing about the idea of getting those those kind of those bigger um, number races back on and getting back out into the community. Yeah, we have. We're, we're happy now that what we've done for 2021, I keep forgetting what year it is. I keep saying 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so just skip that one. Um, so we, we've now firmed up all of our events that are happening in 2021. And we we're basically have gone for a slow and steady approach to return. So we've got some reduced numbers as they come back. We've still got safety protocols in place. We've had a real demand for people to we're continuing with virtual. So any one of our events this year, you'll also be able to do virtually because not everyone's ready. I think one of the challenges we're all going to face is everyone's on a different journey to return to normality. You know, seeing people mm-hmm. in public, gathering together in groups. It's going to be a journey and we just need to make sure that we're slow and steady returning to do that. And it's going to take us six months to get back to, you know, feeling normal about some of the stuff again um and and we've done it we've we've we have postponed uh, some events this year some of our larger ones you know the lincoln city uh half marathon um you know the, uh, the doncaster half marathon that are still yet to kind of come and, and that's based on we we assess each event on its own um to understand about what's what's right to do what's not right to do uh, and some of those just the real large events take so long in terms of uh, connecting um with communities and our charities a lot of our charities aren't back working and it'd be unfair for us to go ahead with some of those things where they're still got furloughed team members and not able mm. to join and part of the planning and be part of everything that we want it to be and, and, and so if we think we're not going to be able to deliver a hundred percent of what we want um in terms of fun uh, uh, and enjoyment then we'll go not this not this year we'll, we'll do it next one but we are glad our first big big event is doncaster 10k at the end of yeah uh, uh november um so that's it now we, we you know you can check out our running events everything's locked in we're all planning to go ahead um and hang on in there and hopefully everything returns back to normal and we're all good but we're really confident it's doing the roadmap looks really good and everything's going you know good so far so um we look forward to it and we need to enter some events ourselves and get running um, yeah that's a big driver for me i need to to, to be doing something very shortly i think yeah, absolutely agree. And uh, Donnie 10K is a good one to work towards, guys. If you are listening and you've not done it, it is a hundred percent a PB course. It's my 10K PB course, actually. Oh, there uh, you go. We're going to add you... some more hills in this year. No, no, don't do that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't, that's it. Also, then everyone will, will, will cancel and go. We're going to spear off because we've talked about hills. No, we do love a hill though. We love a hill. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, just uh, have the hill races and then keep the nice flat ones for people like me who just want road take PBs. Um, so I know that you're a super humble dude. Uh, Jono, I know that you're not going to do this, but I'm going to do it for you. So Curly's Athletes, uh, best ways to find you, www.curlysathletes.co.uk. You're also on most social media, is my understanding, Curly's Athletes. Just search that. Um, we're also going to put all of that in our bio. These guys are awesome. The races are amazing. I've done Norman Hall 10K. I've done Doncaster 10K before. I love them both. They're super affordable. They're super inclusive. Great community feel. You'd be daft not to get involved. Um, is there anyone else you wanted to mention? Anyone you wanted to shout out before we wrap the chat up, my friend? Uh, I think I think for us is there's there's a massive shout out coming for our uh, team. Uh, so our pop up event team at Event Weekend, who we haven't seen since last uh, September, and our volunteers. So as much as everything that we do is you know for the runners, 
Uh, and we were, it's been great to see names on the list of the run coming up of people that we know and, and remember. We're going, oh, that's fantastic. They'll be back. Uh, you know what? All our volunteers and, and team have missed is this so much. It's as important to those guys as it is to the runners. And, and we're going to love being back in two weeks uh, or whenever this podcast goes out. I'm not so sure of the time. 23rd of May. Uh, it's just going to be nice to be back doing what we love. So that's my shout out is to our, our team, crew, volunteers and charities. Yeah, and a brilliant shout out it is as well to end on. So listen, John, oh man, I'm going to let you get back to your day. I know you're a busy dude. Um, thank you for taking the time. Uh, I'm hopefully going to see you uh, at a race at some point. We can have a little bit of a catch up afterwards. Um, here's to a great 2021 and, and all the success for you personally and for Curly's uh, from a race uh, event company perspective. All right, mate. Thank you. Nice to speak. Take care, Rob. Curly himself, Mr. Jonathan Ferrari, what do you reckon? Yeah, brilliant. To get an insight of the uh, what happens when you're trying to organise races. Yeah, it's very interesting. The fact that he's been so generous with the runners and saying you can have your money back if you want, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's it's good to hear. Yeah, good business model in it and definitely yeah. builds trust for the future. Um, I tell you what, though, one thing about Curly's that's pretty cool is that they've got a pretty wide variety of uh, different types of races they do different events that kind of stuff yeah. and you are seeing it more and more that you know the classic just get a medal in a technical t-shirt at the end of a 10k hmm. it's not not the done thing anymore is it you get all these different distances and terrains and and prizes yeah. and it got me thinking a little bit what if you were to do and we're never going to do it because let's face it we're too cheap but if we were going <laughs> to if you were to do your perfect race, yeah, what would it be? Yeah, I oh, yeah, I get that because he said in the chat, didn't he? They look at a hill and they think, oh, what can we do with that hill? We could make, like you say, it's, it's not just a 10k, is it? It's a hill race that probably incorporates other stuff. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. What would you What would you do then? What would you be your? Well, thank you for asking, Matthew, in a definitely not predetermined and planned way. <laughs> I've had this idea, right? And you know what? Somebody might come on and tell me, and please do tell me if this already exists, because I want to do it. But do you want to know my... So my this is, this is in my head, this is the what the fart like race, right? Okay. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> so it's not going to be... Um, it's not going to be a long race. It's not going to be like a marathon or nothing. 10K. 10K. Yeah. It's going to be on roads... It's going to be undulating, but not hilly. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit challenging, but some nice downhills to pick up some speed. It's going to be middle of the countryside, really scenic. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it's going to start and finish in like a, like a village hall. Yeah. So like, you know, where you've got like a big field where you can have loads of like tents up and stuff and stuff for the kids. Right. Mm. Is the bit, right? Is, is, is the selling point. It's called... The what the fartlek crafty canter. Right? Oh, I think I might know what's coming. Right. Bear with me. So what you do is you'd go and you'd, you'd talk to some like local like microbreweries, yeah? And you'd cut a bit of a deal with them to be like, can you make us our own, like a nice, a nice IPA or something that's exclusive to our race, right? Yeah. And then what you do is for finishing the race. You don't get a medal, you don't get a t-shirt, you don't get nothing. You get a tankard, mm. right, with crafty canter on it. Yeah. And you get a token. Yeah. <laughs> and and the microbrewery have a little pop-up stand in the village yeah. hall. And you go and you get your pint of crafty canter for finishing. 
In your in your in your tankard. <laughs> in your tankard that you can take home. And then also the brewery will make money because they can then they can like bottle the stuff as well and you can buy extra if you want to, or people who didn't run can buy themselves a couple of bottles to take home. <laughs> yeah. And then you have like a big barbecue and loads of stuff for the kids and loads of fun. That'd be my what the fartlet race, what do you reckon? Nice one, yes. I like that one. That's a like that will going back to what to we talked about a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? The different kinds of medals and the different kind of race swags that yeah. you get. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. All, all full circle. So my favourite type of race medal is a tankard. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, Hopefully. if it already exists, somebody come and tell. I think, I think there is there is beer run races, isn't there, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, but. It'd be nice to have a, a what the fart like tankard though, like a, a glass tankard with, oh. with, with it all engraved and embossed. Oh. Hashtag ah. merchandise. Ah, yeah, yeah. Watch this space. What about you, oh. man? Is there anything that you'd want in your own kind of like? No, I think I'm thinking more alternative. Like, like he said, he sees a hill and think, what? What can we do with that? So it's like alternative. So we might, should we, we should start a. WTF alternative games like a bit like Olympics, but <laughs> yeah, I like it. What kind of events would we have? Like hill hill race, uh, like all art sprints. I did a, I did a race a couple of couple of years ago at uh, I think I've ch- talked about that here, at Cheddar Gorge, and yeah. they they incorporated uh, different races. You get one one medal, and then on the medal they've got like little clips that you can add smaller medals to, mm-hmm. and they had the like the the stair climb, which is like a big big long line of stairs they had the 100 meter sprint they had the 5k's and all that sort of stuff mm. i think my go-to race because i'm quite sadistic sadistic yeah that, that, was right? Like, that was right yeah well done believe in yourself <laughs> uh, yeah i think mine would be a hill hill repeats race a hill repeat oh, that sounds awful sounds mm, awful. like a 10k hill repeat race oh <laughs> i just <laughs> I'm a sicko like that. Yeah. But every time you get to the top of the hill, there's like half a pint waiting for you. <laughs> Incorporate the two. You get you get some crafty canter at the top of the hill every single time. Yeah. <laughs> by the end I of it, still, I, I still don't think you'd sign up for that one though. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd just steal the keg, me. Um, yeah. Oh no, you so, went a bit serious with that. I, when you said alternative games, I was like, well, we're gonna have like toss the mat. <laughs> <laughs> pardon pardon excuse me family show family <laughs> beat back don't we from last uh, um yeah good. good i don't know well maybe maybe we've got some plans then unless someone wants to just tell us where these things already exist or do it for us in which case we'll just come along and but, drink. yeah this year is going to be the the, the the football match that we're organizing next year it'll be the alternative games oh it could be couldn't it hey i'll tell you what though guys listen up if you have any ideas for what you would love to either be an event at the Alternative Games or ideas for your fantasy race, do you agree with me? Would you have craft beer? Would you have something else? What would be a great prize? What would be a great route? What would be a great idea for things to do to make it different? Here's some of tell us, man, and we'll share some of them later in the series if anyone is interested. Mm. Good. Cool. Good. Very good. Um, right, let's get on with it. Do you know what time it is, man? Hammer time? <laughs> No, it's time for the Make Matt Run Challenge! Oh, challenge. challenge Matt. Yeah. <laughs>
I didn't think I was going to win this week, but uh, don't want to spoil it for you guys. I uh, I won! I won! Get in! I'm not going to do a forfeit! Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. You did. You beat. And you know what? If I'd have put my money, if I'd have looked at those runs, if I'd have looked at all those competitions mm. at the start of the series and thought to myself, what's the one that I know I'm definitely not going to lose? It was you versus Scott in a mastermind. <laughs> quiz question challenge yeah yeah i think i think subliminally you thought matt's shit at this yeah i'll give him a few easier questions as well <laughs> when i look back on it i said to scott I had to, I had to message scott privately and be like i'm sorry mate like <laughs> on reflection i think i subconsciously stitched you up because like your questions were dead hard and matt's was like what's two plus two <laughs> still got it still got it wrong <laughs> that, that, that's a word I should have used <laughs> subconsciously. I, I, I said subliminally. <laughs> I think it still counts. It still works. Well, I've called myself out for it now. For no reason. Yeah, you just made yourself out. Like you don't. You don't know your subs. Oh, um, so yes, you won. Well done, my friend. But I've won the series, of course. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, yeah. for, the, for those who don't know, this series make Matt run challenges over from a competition point of view. Uh, Matt's been challenged by members of our Fight Like family. That's our online running community. You guys, every single week, for a series of running, fitness and fun themed challenges. And we filmed them and we streamed them and we have a bit of a laugh and banter with them. Been a bit of a whitewash so far, mate, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it was first to six. I got to six last week, um, which meant I won. Uh, I've won the, 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 the brand new WTF title that we're going to unveil very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but there was still pride to play for. And you did very well, sir. You played for that pride. I did. And in your quiz challenge with our good friend Scott, you um you won. You won, mate. I did. Well, I did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank... Uh... <laughs> One round. You don't get a speech. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Well, but that being said, that means that, again, if you don't know, that every week if you lose the round, you have to forfeit. And we've got an envelope, a list full of forfeits in envelopes that our editor Jack uh, normally will hold for us. But here's the thing, though, Matt. Mm. Jack is here this week. He's moving house. He is. He's been he's, a busy, busy boy. Scraping uh, old wallpaper off walls. So yeah. he's not here to do the to do the envelope reveal. So I think that means that I just get a pass on the forfeit. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 not a chance. I've already, I've already spoken to Jack. What do you mean you've already spoken to Jack? He's, without, I, I, without, I knew he was gonna. Yeah, without you, without no. you, like yes, that. he uh, he told me what envelopes were left, and I <laughs> and he's sent me a video of him opening uh, the number that I chose, which was number eleven. Oh, you've already picked. I've already picked, so uh, I, I don't know what it is yet. So he's gonna he's gonna play it now and insert it and uh, insert it. <laughs> Not inserting anything. <laughs> Jack been doing when I'm not there. <laughs> it's uh, it's sending it to me anyway now. And we're gonna watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Quite clever that. All right, let's do it. Hello there, Matthew. I uh, heard you need me to uh, open a little envelope for you because you won, didn't you? You little smart boy. You won the old mastermind. So, got my envelope here. You told me that you wanted me to open number eleven. So let's see what Rob will have to do. Ooh, it's a good one, Rob. I know you listen to this live. You have to 
do the ice bucket challenge. So tip a bucket of ice all over your head. I look forward to seeing you do it. Anyway, I'm going to go back to be scraping walls for the house. And I hope to speak to you all soon. Bye, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. That's one of the yes. worst ones. I was hoping, I was hoping for like make a donation to Prostate Cancer UK. That was what I was holding out for. <laughs> this, um, oh, you know what? I wouldn't even mind. I hate getting water thrown on me. I wouldn't mind it, but it's like raining all the time at the moment. It is, and it's freezing. Yeah, especially when we're bucket full of ice. Shit. <laughs> how many buckets? How many buckets is it then? How many we got to do on you? How about, all right, how about, how about this then? How about this? Not to say that I'm ever the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. How about this? We're fundraising Prostate Cancer UK. Right. We're doing a good job. We're well on the way. Nearly £800 raised so far. Right. I would imagine that normally, yeah, Ice Bucket Challenge, one big bucket of water that you get as a freebie to throw over me. How about this? Between now... And we'll advertise the exact date on the podcast. We'll do it next week. Right. Hopefully when it's not pissing it down with rain. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll live stream it. Yeah. Right. I'll be in I'll be in, I'll be in my undies. Oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> Make yeah. sure you've got some undies on under under your undies. <laughs> I'll be in my undies. Yeah, yeah, I'll be in my undies. It'll look it's gonna look like Alf by the end of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Before it starts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not much. It's pretty alfish in general. That, that's that's a joke that only men who've been out in the cold and played sport will get. <laughs> Ladies, ask your husbands <laughs> what it means to say you've gone full alf. Um, but here's, here's what I'll do. Anybody that makes a donation to the What the Fartlek uh, Road to Berlin fundraiser, just give it. From now until the live stream of five pounds or more, um, one donation per per one go per person. You can't make like if you're gonna donate twenty quid, you can't do four or five pounds. <laughs> if you if you title it, you can make a little comment. If you put ice bucket challenge in that comment, mm. I'll do an extra bucket. For what, every, everyone. Oh, wow. Nice, but only one per person. One per person, but as many right. people. As you can find. Donna! Donna! Are you going to donate? Run! <laughs> Donna! Donna! Are you going to donate? <laughs> Get five out of your house, couldn't you, you dickhead? Oh, I'll dear. That sound, then. We'll live stream it. Yeah. We'll put it Fair on enough. the podcast page to advertise it. Do it for a good cause. As many donations as we get with the Ice Bucket Challenge tag, I'll do an extra bucket. Nice. I better get to uh, Asda and <laughs> stock up on ice. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hope your water meter's not, I'm not on a water meter. We are on a meter, actually. We've got an outside tap, though. That'll be fine. Okay, right. Okay, so it's done. Right. 6-2. Right. 6-2 is the score. I've got to win this second half. Win the second half. Just do it to the pride. What are you saying? It's get out there and win that second half when you're 5 yeah. nil down. At. Um. So, new challenger for you, sir. Right. Mr. Dean Wicks. Yes. Um, I've got a little audio clip. Okay. As it isn't here, I'm going to load it myself. 
and we'll find out what your challenge is. What do you reckon? Go on then. Hi Matt, hi Rob. It's Dean Wicks here at runner.dean on Instagram. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. You're absolutely smashing it. Love the fact I found the show and love the fact I get to take part in this challenge, Matt, season three. So this week, I'm challenging Matt to Strava Art. Notice anything? I want to be... I want to see who can draw the best elephant. No running around in a field. I want to see Rose in there as well. Minimum of a mile. I've never done Strava Art before, so it's going to be interesting to see who wins. But I've got a sneaky suspicion it'll be me. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really looking forward to this challenge. See you at the weekend, Matt. It's a throwback. I know. OG, mate, Matt, run. OG. Series <sighs> one. If you're a if you're a new listener, get yourself back into series one because we did Strava art the whole series, didn't we? That was, mm. our, that was our thing. That was that was the oh. first the first mate Matt run was all about Strava art. I know, back in the day. Wow. Back in day. Back in day <laughs> down to pit. I can't use a field. Oh, it's no. gonna be tricky this one. A field's your go to, isn't it, for Strava art? It is. Yeah. I'll have to uh, get Google Maps out, I think. <laughs> Have a look round. <laughs> yeah, make an elephant. And you can't do that dinosaur you do every single time. <laughs> yeah, just do his nose a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the plodicus of a big nose, Matt. That is not, a, that's not an elephant. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Um, right, very good. So so what, what we'll do... Go on, sorry, what were you going to say, mate? No I've, got, no, I've got no excuses for this one either. Because I can walk it, can't I? So. Yep, you can. So uh, Dean laid out the rules... It's got to be some roads involved. It's got to be at mm-hmm. least a mile. Um, and what we're going to do, uh, with I'm thinking, I want to keep this first. It's not a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. You would lose. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so what we'll do is we'll get both you and Dean to submit your efforts. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do a poll on our Instagram because that's where we get the absolute majority of our engagement. We, we, we will invite people through Twitter, Facebook, everywhere else to get onto Instagram and have a go. And we'll do a poll. Most votes wins. Mm-hmm. But we'll make it anonymous. Yeah. Yeah, so it won't be Matt's elephant, Dean's elephant. It'll be elephant A, elephant B. Right, okay. Right, I'll try and try and get it somewhere that's nowhere near and we are any pictures or any road signs are out on, yeah. on the... Uh... Nothing that says Rotherham. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of it would be ideal. Fair enough. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. Happy with that. Good. So there you go. Opportunity to save some face and of course we've still got a couple of uh, forfeits left most notably the one that neither of us really want mm. uh, is still in there which is uh, having to run uh, a lap of rother valley in uh, a football shirt of the others choosing which mm. um, matt's been panicking about the entire bloody series oh and, yes oh, yes and i've been kind of like making fun of you for it but then thinking i really wouldn't want to do it either like <laughs> I'm a big man united fan and i'm from in between liverpool and manchester so Everybody, like the town I'm from, doesn't have a football team. So everyone either supported Liverpool or Man United because it's like oh, yeah. bang in the middle of the two cities. Right. And so it's like, I know a lot of people that will make my life very difficult if I run around in Liverpool. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I've really been thinking about it because I've been making fun of you panicking about wearing a Chef U shirt. But I don't know, I might be in trouble too. Um, <laughs> but and I've still got some more uh, forfeits to bloody do as well, huh? Yeah, you've still got to give me some I'm a little teapots. Yeah, I think is it two left I've got. You owe me two more. Yeah, you did one for me in the week at uh, uh, the weekend. Uh, you, so I'm a little teapots on the man. You still got to wash my car. Mm-hmm. I've got to wear a dress on a run. And you've got to run with baked beans down your shorts. So oh, I, and I've got to buy your beers. Yeah, you've got. Look, <laughs> have you done any of your forfeits? I've not. We've not. We've not had time to bloody meet up with you ever. 
Yeah, all right. You've yeah. always got an excuse, haven't you? We'll get them done. We'll get some good content. We'll share it on the YouTube. We'll share it on the IG. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Before we do that, though, let's get to a... Uh... Are you alive? Oh, God, what's that? Is that a theme music again? There's chat best up the edit. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, you know what this is. It's him! Oh, I didn't think he was joining us, after it. Hello! Uh, hello, lad. Um, sorry. Hello, lads. You all right? Yeah, hi, Statman John. Are you all right? Hello, Statman John. No, oh, I'm a little bit distracted over here. <laughs> right. Why? <laughs> I'm currently being watched. <laughs> Of course okay. you are. What's watching you? Very suspicious. a little frog watching you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> how, long, frog. how long have you been watching you for? Just uh, the past few minutes. Hang on, lads. I'm going to get out of here. Wait, wait. Yeah, there you go. I'm free. I'm free. He's away. He's away. <laughs> Are you back? Are you back? Lovely. Well, it's good It's good to hear from you, Statman John. How was the rest of your week in Reykjavik? Yes, it was good. Um, the egg hatched. All right, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and what came out of it? What What was it? You will never believe it was a uh, unfertilized bird. <laughs> <laughs> Just an egg on it. It was, it was. I really cared for it as well. A few days. Right, where are you this week? Where have you, where, where have you taken you? Uh, this week I find myself in Beijing, China. Beijing! What a lovely part of the world. Uh, Ex-Olympic host city, of course. Uh, quite poignant for our, our little podcast. So, Reykjavik to Beijing, that's quite a long way. I'm sure you'll have needed a passport. Um, and you'll have needed to acquire somebody's identification. So, Matt, why don't you hit us with the uh, why don't you hit us with the intro song? Take my ID. Take my ID. What are you doing? You're out of sync, mate. What are you playing at? Oh, or out of sync, mate. You came in before, mate. I'm 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 singing the first bit. And... Yeah, no, you came in too slow. Tell you what, you go this time then, and I'll do it. I'll show you how it should be done. How it should be done? You're not going to do it better than are you? Obviously I am. You're not. It's, it's going to be rubbish. It's my it's my Matt's original song, so I'm obviously yeah, going to do it better. Later, it's going to be crap again. All right, fine, fine, fine. And then you'll have to apologise, because I'll be right. And you'll All be right. wrong. Yeah? You ready? There's nothing you can do about it. Right. Take my ID. Take, Take ID. T- Rubbish. It was good. It was very good. Rubbish. Just get on me. Right. Okay. So, uh, Statman John, uh, whose ID have you taken this week? Lads, lads. This week I am Mrs. Blackwell, eighty-four. Very good choice. Very good choice. So, uh, collect your ID at the front desk next week when Statman John has used it. Um, how's Beijing then? Tell us all about it. What a lovely part of the world. Mm, I'm very excited. Tomorrow I'm visiting uh, the Bird's Nest Stadium. Oh, yes. I, yeah, well, aware, well aware of the Bird's Nest Stadium. What made you decide you wanted to go there? Well, made for me. I'm going there tomorrow. I really hope they're going to play some basketball with some crows. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. The birds are going to play basketball. 
Yes, the, the bird nest stadium. Stadium for birds. <laughs> Start, start my job. I'm sorry to disappoint you, sir, but it's, it's not a stadium for birds. It just it looks a bit like a bird's nest. It's like a it's a human sports stadium. <laughs> why, why would why would someone do that? Why would they name it that? That's just the name. Because it looks like it. It looks like all the twigs. You know, like a, a nest looks like with all the twigs and stuff. That's what the stadium looks like. Oh, Mark, though, can I tell you what, then? I'll go there tomorrow to raise a formal complaint. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> right, OK. What else are you up to, like, Beijing, Statman John? Uh, I'm going to find some giant pandas. They are Harold's favourite <laughs> fancy dress. <laughs> fancy dress? <laughs> Excellent. Anything to do? In fact, Harold, how's that search going? Give us some good news. I've not found him yet, but he might be dressed as a panda when I go there. <laughs> <laughs> just as the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so but we so we we don't think he's in Beijing, but we're not 100 percent sure. Is that right? Yes, I will let you know for definite next week, if that's okay. Okay, I I hope he's in one of them panda suits. Yeah, Mm -hmm. please do. Uh, Right then, Statman John, we will let you uh, go and uh, go and find some pandas. Just be careful, because I think pandas can be quite vicious, you know. They'll be fine. (laughs) They'll be fine, okay. And with that, we'll go. (laughs) Um, Enjoy the rest of your week in beautiful Beijing. We'll speak to you next week, all right. All right, lads, take care. Bye now. Bye. There you go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <sighs> that one, that one went on for ages. <laughs> yeah. It's done a lot. It's done a lot in Beijing. It's done a lot. Yeah, yeah, plenty, plenty to do out there. But um, getting more and more ridiculous by the day, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that Another. Egg. That egg. Don't get me st- No, that was. I generally, I don't think I've laughed that much in my life. <laughs> oh man. Catches us off guard, doesn't he? Bless him. Uh, hopefully, only a few more weeks till we get him back with us. Uh, hopefully, when he finds Harold um, and can return to the fold, and we can get him back properly because we do miss him. But that was that was the man, the myth, the legend, Statman Johnnington. Um, but in the meantime, there's one more thing that we need to do before we get out of here, and that's I need a running hero of the week, please, Matthew. Ooh, that was a bit different. Yes, it's oh. me. Back- Back to me this time. You, you gave her our running hero of the week last last week. So this week, you don't it like the is, it, yeah, you did good, mate. Good, 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 good news story of the week. That was quite hard to say. Um, yeah. So this one is the, to all the Insta fam, Fartlek fam, that's uh, ran the Ultra X Co uh, Ultra Marathon uh, this weekend. Uh, Rosie, Ed, Scott, and a fair few other of the uh, Fartlek family tribe that's uh, that's done it. But mainly Scott, uh, 31 miles of hills. Um, he's a real life friend as well. Uh, really down to earth chap. Really good chap. Did the uh, make Matt run stuff at the weekend. Um, 
and the big shout out for him is because he actually hates running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, big big shout out to, to Scott for for completing that thir- thirty one miles. Wow, long way in it, and it yeah. wasn't. I was following his story through the day, and he was put his videos had me creased. If I'm honest, he just, <laughs> he just did not look like he wanted to be there. But the terrain was awful, the hills were yeah. awful, but. You know what we talk about it all the time. Nut up or shut up, man. And that boy nutted up, didn't he? Like he just yeah. put on his big boy pants and he got it done. And fair play, man. And then he came on and did mastermind that night with you, which he yeah. deserves another bloody medal for putting yes. away your nonsense for half an hour. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, Scott, uh, our brother, our friend, our buddy, our pal, we love you. You and all the other guys, Rosie, Ed, everyone else. I know uh, Roberto uh, Awar did. Uh, I think it was the 10k. Mm. Um, all our running heroes of the week well don't forget now getting back out in that big bad world hitting those trails hitting those running events and smashing it you are all our heroes of the week and we salute you salute you sirs and sirettes sirettes yeah madams madams sir, yeah sirettes I don't know madams alright then madams why <laughs> <laughs> I took such offence to that it was <laughs> actually quite a witty play on words but you just really offended me i was like <laughs> well, sorry if i offended any of you guys out there but so, so I'm, I'm not gonna move past this i'm gonna call him on it because i'm that kind of bastard <laughs> um, <laughs> right before we get beep uh, um right before we get out of it we've got, we've got some fan calls my fool we have yes yeah, so thank you to uh jono uh for his coming on and telling his story kill his athletes uh, thank you to Statman John. Thank you to uh, Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music that I have on my ringtone. I feel like you've took that off me now. Do you take it back a minute? Have you ever got? No, I don't want it. I don't <laughs> keep it. You keep it. You keep it. Yeah, thanks to Graham. Awesome dude. Check him out. Uh, thank you to all uh, Make Matt Run guys. Thank mm. you to Scott for last week. Thank you to Dean for stepping up this week. Really yeah. happy about that. Who have we got on the show next week, Matt? Ooh, next week's a different, little bit of a different format next week. So uh, we've got, we sort of spoke about the uh, Couch to 5K a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we've got a few, a couple of girls on that that, that completed the Couch to 5K. Uh, I think one of them's a, a coach or a run leader. Um, so we've got Emma, Kate and Vare on for next week. Uh, a chat with you discussing all things Couch to 5K. Yeah, amazing response. We did. We got a few people back saying, you know, I want to talk about it. So you're absolutely right, mate. Vari and Emma have both done Couch the 5K within the last 12 to 18 months. Very different running journeys. Very different things came out the other side of the journey. But both big advocates of the programme. And Katie is a a run leader. uh, And she does the Couch the 5K uh, groups for her running club. So a really good wide range of experiences of Couch the 5K. If you do have family members who are thinking of starting to get into running, if somehow you stumbled across this podcast and you're not really a runner, or maybe you've not run for a while and you're coming back from injury, Couch to 5K is banging, man. You need to get on it. It's free. Whether you do it as part of a group or you do it solo, it's awesome. Um, you can even do it with Sarah Milliken uh, talking to you in that lovely voice of hers, which is really funny. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a really good episode. Looking forward to that. Uh, we need to do a little bit of a plug for After the Finish Line. Uh, our YouTube show. Jack's not on this week, so uh, just to shout out for him. So it, he's been all. He's, we can't get rid of him this week. He's been all through this bloody show. Uh, one more time, Mr. Slow Farrer himself, Scott, is going to be joining. Uh, is going to be joining our good friend JP. Um, With his uh, velvet blazer. 
with his velvet blazer, Jack not Scott. So yeah, Scott who you know did, ran an ultra, done mastermind, and now we forced him to come on YouTube. He is good to us, bless him. Um, he's going to be talking about all things this week about the show. Um, Jonathan Ferrari is going to be answering some quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. Remember that goes out Saturday morning and it is only available on YouTube. Last request is just to keep your eyes peeled on our social medias. One for Matt and Dean Stravart. Get voting. We want as many votes as possible on that. And two, you might even see us doing a few forfeits. Ice bucket challenge. Maybe we might get Matt to do some of his. We'll try and get some content out there. Keep you laughing. Keep things fun. Um, and also, please keep the dates in your diary. Our What the Fartlet Cup is on the 3rd of July. Our football game. If you can get down to Sheffield, watch or take part. There's still a few spaces. Um, but if not, we will be streaming some stuff, doing some skits around it. And also, our Make Matt Run Most Miles wins summer showdown 2.0 is starting on the 1st of july in line with series 4 you can sign up right now by can't wait can't wait for that one yeah it's gonna be good isn't it a really good response so far but plenty of time if you want to be part of our most miles wins team challenge you just need to head over to our social medias and let us know it is free 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 and it is fun 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 um if you want to give me a follow on social media i'm at little run by rob yes and i'm at matty owls uh jack jack Jack. Oh, he's useless, isn't he? He's, Absolutely he's just, useless. He's rude, isn't he? He's just, he's rude. Rude. Jack, 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 Pet, he's not a pet. Pat Jenfold, Pat Jenfold, oh, that's not right. Oh, I don't know. Not bad. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Jack. We love you, Jack, really. Yeah, you're all right. Um, please edit the show. Um... <laughs> You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can also, of course, give us a follow on YouTube, a subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. We're trying to grow that channel. Nothing left for me to say, my brother, except I love you. I miss you. I'm looking forward to running with you again soon. Hopefully next week we'll be able to record face-to-face. We're still on Skype at the moment, trying to logistically work out, getting back to the good old days. May your runs continue to be wonderful. Be excellent, be excellent to, each to each other. And uh, we'll see you next week. Good night.